0: Welcome back to Sector One Motorsport. The first stop you should make for your motorsport fix. Happy New year. I feel like it's a bit late in the year to be saying it, but it's the first podcast of the year, so happy new year. starting the year off. We're not with Formula One, obviously we're still in the winter break. I was going to say summer break then I wish um. Oh my but Formula E started this weekend in Mexico City if you follow us on your social medias which you should then you'll have seen us building up the hype for that and kind of getting you into the mood and I feel like it didn't disappoint I feel like I got to watch some action on track and that is literally all I wanted after what feels like an eternity how did you guys find the Mexico City Epre in general? Yeah I
1: thought it was good
0: I think it's hard to have an amazing first
1: race because all the teams are getting like used to the new car and everything. And it's basically just for them to figure, figure stuff out. But I think at this point, any racing we're going to be excited about. So considering that, I think it was a great race. And especially the format Formula E has with Quali as well makes it so much more exciting.
0: I don't know about you, but I would be completely fine if Formula E actually dropped the race and just did like multiple (laughs) rounds of the qualifying format. I think it's so entertaining. It's so fast paced and keeps you just up and paying attention the whole time. Like, you know, the fact in the duels, as soon as one comes in, the other guys are already starting. I just love how quick it is. Just getting to the point as soon as possible. It's honestly one of my favourite things about the sport Rihanna. did you enjoy the e i think it was your first full formula e watch along was it not
2: yeah i was just enjoying seeing how it all worked to be fair i think i watched like half of one last year so i was just like i feel like well i'm a new fan so i felt like about clueless for a bit of time but it was nice to see sort of how it works and qualifying as
0: you said is like crazy mm-hmm, definitely I think one of the biggest talking points to come away from the weekend is the fact these Gen 3 cars, which are brand spanking new, are tipped to be the fastest and lightest electric racing car ever. Um, But the speeds, the timings that were coming through were very similar to last year in the Gen 2 cars. So the question is, are they really that fast? Are teams and drivers alike both a bit too nervous to to floor it yet are they too scared don't have enough knowledge yet to be able to go at the highest speed Maris what do you think on that
1: yeah I'd probably say that I think because it's a completely new car and there's quite a lot of new teams on the grid this year they just want to get through the races and they don't want to floor it because if you spend three laps flooring it and you crash out you're going to have no data compared to if you just do the whole race sort of medium so I think by the middle of the season we're going to start seeing better times um, but yeah I don't think they'll go full out straight away
0: Rhiannon are you surprised by their speed let down by their speed what is your thoughts when you're seeing that
1: I think
2: as like someone that's not as knowledgeable on it I think the speed that you can see some of these cars going at is incredible but I think I agree with Meris that it's going to be a couple of races to actually see who your front runners are who, who genuinely are going to take the, the championship away with them sort of thing but Yeah, I think if you're in a high up position in your first base, if you're in that sort of top five, top ten, you're just going to try and play it safe right now just to get a good start to the season, get your confidence up instead of going forward at first base and then feeling a bit cautious after if if it doesn't go your way.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a bit of confidence building whilst simultaneously um, damage limitation all at the same time. Imagine going into your first weekend and doing like Max Verstappen last year. You know, that was very disappointing for him. I know it didn't affect him for the rest of the season in Formula One, but that's not the way you want to start any season. So I my next question for you guys is then so Jake Dennis was strong. From qualifying onwards, he made a mistake in qualifying. He locked up twice, meaning his chances were practically blown at P1 in that duel with Lucas Degrassi. But then in the race, he obviously claimed it back, which we'll talk about even more. Do you think it shows that the Andretti team with Jake Dennis and Andre Lotterer are perhaps more gelled, more confident in each other's abilities? Do you think that shows, you know, a good team dynamic?
1: Um, I think because they've carried on this year with the same sort of structure, a lot of the other teams have swapped over and they've had a lot of new drivers. But because they've, they've kept Jake Dennis, I don't want to say it as their number one, because Andre Lotterer is a very experienced driver on the grid and we know he's fast. But Jake ended the season last year with that win in London and he's carrying that momentum through. And I think to keep the same team, like we see in F1 how... Christian Horn has been at Red Bull for God knows how long. Toto Wolff stays at Mercedes. When you keep the same team, it really does make a difference. So I think having that structure there already means that they can get straight on with the car. They work well together. They know what they're doing. And having that one new driver of Andre Lotterer makes it even better because then he can come in and compare it to old cars and bring in new ways of working. So they sort of get the best of both worlds.
0: Rhiannon, would you agree with what Maris said?
1: I think I definitely agree with what
2: Meris is saying. Having consistency is going to make them ultimately more consistent, as you've seen, like with Mercedes being able to have the same sort of setup and their dominance just continue. But I also think it's a bit too early to to say how it's going to play out because yeah, they're consistent, but then what in what after a couple of races, McLaren, new
0: team, are gonna how is that gonna play out when they sort of find their feet? Let's go with that talking point then, because McLaren, oh my goodness, what a first weekend. I think what's important to note, though, is that, yes, it's a new team, but the likelihood is, is the majority of those people have probably simply changed their tops from a Mercedes one to a McLaren one, and um, there will be a few new guys in there, I'm sure, but the majority will be used to Formula E as a sport. Two new drivers, well, Rene Rast has experience, but Jake Hughes, He's a little baby really isn't he um but jake hughes oh my goodness what a debut weekend his first time in formula e racing i don't know if you guys saw the clip of him um, on formula e socials which is going around at the minute of him walking into the that driver weird room where they all start talking room and he's like is that what formula e is is this what it is and he's like that was the hardest race i've ever had but what an incredible performance from him he finished p5 on debut it's it's given nick to freeze in formula one (laughs) were you guys impressed with McLaren's performance I know Rene Rast retired but in terms of the qualifying pace the race pace the team's doing good already
2: for sure I think it it was he was quite close to a podium wasn't he as well he was sort of fighting for a bit and it was only the last sort of couple of laps that it fell apart for him
0: We saw, um, so at the start of the race, he was very, very close to catching um, Jake Dennis and that just being done. Um, But thankfully, thankfully, no, I'm not biased. I have no opinion. (laughs) Uh, Jake Hughes didn't get past Jake Dennis and Jake Dennis went to take the lead. But the fight Hughes was bringing to Lotterer, that's incredible. Bearing in mind, like you were saying, Maris, I can't speak English right now. Like you were saying, Maris, the caliber of driver that Lotterer is, for a rookie to come in and really be bringing the fight is absolutely incredible um i think he's arguably driver of the race when you look at all of the features i can't think of my words (laughs) it's a word like features and characteristics but that's not the word But i'm just gonna go with it um who impressed you guys most apart from Jake Um, Dennis you can't say Jake
1: Dennis (laughs) it's always Jake Dennis um I definitely think Jake Hughes is up there because you know it's not just a case of getting in the car and driving it's all the other things in Formula E like energy consumption and like working out the attack modes like that's not in any other series like there's nothing like that in Formula 2 or Formula 1 really that's that similar so it's easy to just be a fast race driver, but to be a race driver who can adapt to that and then use it really well and still be able to have the energy to fight at the end is really impressive. Um, and then the other one I'd say is Lucas de Grassi, obviously. And he has been in it since the start, so technically he should be having those races. But I think especially being in a new team, it wasn't just, you know, when he was apt for all those years, it wasn't just him being in that team. He's now brought he last year he brought all his experience to venturi and now he's done it again to the new team so it is definitely a good driver thing um and hopefully he can carry that on in Mahindra
0: I just want to put it out there I jinxed Degrassi's race I am the reason that he lost the win I commented on one of our posts when we said like Degrassi's on pole I commented um something like Degrassi's the king of Mexico confirmed because of all the success he usually has there and yeah Obviously, that didn't end up the way you wanted it to, ending P3. You're saying he was the best driver. The defensive moves from him, absolutely stellar. But how the hell did he let Pascal Verlein, who started in P6, get past him right at the end? Where's the defensive moves when you need them?
1: (laughs) I have been seeing things that Porsche is so strong this year and that Porsche have been especially strong in Mexico. And I think, you know, typical Degrassi was, oh, they were just faster. But then against everyone else, he's like, oh, I just had the skills. But <laughs> I think Porsche well, I think Porsche were very quick this weekend. And over the past few years they have been. Um, because Portia I think Verline's yeah. only wins have been in Mexico.
0: Yes, it is that is so, true. Porsche had four of their powered cars in the top ten. So Dennis, Verline, Lotera, and Acosta. So people are saying that. They're certainly doing something right, Rhiannon. We didn't come to you. Most impressive performance, I think. Pascal Berlin, I quite like him.
2: I, I'm I'm a fan of him, obviously from when he was in Formula One as well. So I quite liked him, but I also think for Dan Ticktum, he qualified quite well. I think he had a, he had a stinking race with his penalties, just like fifty penalties that he got. Um, but I think that quite impressed me his qualifying, especially compared to his teammate. I think it was really good, but I stand out definitely Pascal Verlaine.
0: Pascal Verline, something which always impresses me about him is his his social media usage. He just drops bombs everywhere. Like He announced that his like wife or whatever is pregnant, just like that. Didn't even say anything in it. It was just to, like excited for 2023. And one of the pictures was like his pregnant wife. <laughs> it's just like, okay, it's great. Ones, yeah. <laughs> just really just drops those little bombs in there. It's crazy um let's go through our dnf's of the race then so the guys who didn't have such a lucky time it started with robin fines who crashed into Na- N- nato we've learned it's nato not nato nato <laughs> and it almost looks like his steering wheel jumps back at him and he's fractured his wrist which is absolutely brilliant it's reported that he's going to need surgery on it so the likelihood of him racing in diria I don't know whether that's too high I know obviously we do have some time until then but do you guys reckon he'll be able to race in time for that
2: I doubt it that's that's a very quick turnaround I do like see when we were watching the race the like the commentator was just like oh and this guy's broke his rest and they just continued on I just that's
0: it I was like well, wait to tell him <laughs> just a little nose. fracture just a little fracture that's all it is
2: I a like six weeks recovery or something like that. So that's,
1: that's a bit crazy.
0: The crazy yeah. thing about these drivers though is they get surgery straight away. So for us, we would just get put in a cast straight away and that would be it. They probably wouldn't bother doing surgery unless it was, you know, really, really bad. But these drivers just pay to get the surgery done so that it heals what? quicker. And it's oh like oh I'll just pay it <laughs> to give give me surgery, please. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't and wait for like, a,
2: a GP appointment, they've got so in three minutes. <laughs> literally.
1: What like knowing racing now? drivers, like knowing racing drivers, even if like they literally just beg the doctor to be cleared and even if their wrist is in so much pain, he'll be like, Yeah, I'm fine, they cleared me. I don't I care pay I'm in
0: <laughs> Racing drivers are honestly a different breed of human being. Can I just point something out? I've got my window open at my uni accommodation, just like my blinds up, And there's like a room directly opposite me. And there's like a hand pointing like this. And it's been like that the whole time. And it's starting to really freak me out. Like, And it looks, and it's going directly into my room. I don't like it. This is why I never open my blinds. Don't open your blinds, people. It's scary outside. Um, moving on swiftly. Sandbird was, uh, no, Sandbird wasn't. Natto was the second DNF, and I did. Do we ever get confirmation of what that was? Was that from his incident with Frines? From Frines going into him? I guess so. I, they didn't really announce anything else, so I think yeah, that's I all just you can assumed take. From that. It. that was it, yeah. And but not too sure on that. Sandbird was mechanical failure, drive shaft went, and so he pulled up on the side, and then Mortara carried too much speed into turn one and went straight into the barrier and then Rast retires from his contact with oliver roland let i want to talk about the Mortara instant incident though because i feel like it's something we've seen a lot of the weekend certainly in free practice sessions is these cars seem to have little to no grip and i imagine that has something to do with the new tyres we're using hankook tyres this year rather than michelin and these are said to be a really really hard compound of tyre therefore getting heat into them is very very difficult particularly when you're doing practice sessions and warm-up sessions at like 7 a.m in the day when it's like six degrees outside you can't really get too much heat into those tires but it seemed to be that they were sliding around quite a lot did you guys pick up on this
1: yeah I think especially in qualifying when you are watching them go really fast around the stadium section they literally lose it looks like they're about to lose the back end because they just slide around when they go around the corners um but yeah and I think especially if it's like that they it's like we were talking about earlier that they don't want to push the car to get faster that's probably another reason why is those tyres because Mortara obviously pushed a little bit too far and that happens and if, if he might have been able to control it like later down the line but as we said earlier that's like the difference between doing a medium race and doing a race where you end up in the wall
0: definitely and these tyres also have colours in them I don't know if you guys noticed that but they look that's really cool <laughs> I really Ooh. like it but I don't understand why I tried digging mm. online looking at you know Hankook's social media and their website I cannot see anything as to why they have these colors and so if you're listening and you know please let me know because I really want to know um, I'm glad you said that because I thought I was just being stupid I thought I was like <laughs> I said they look like my tires on my car there <laughs> yeah I really want to know the colors because it, it looks sick and um, what was I going to talk about Jake Dennis, I feel like we haven't given him the time of day today. I feel like we haven't spoken about him enough and he won the race. Like, I just feel like it was highly impressive. Bearing in mind, he only got one win last year and he started off this season with one win. I feel like it's just the perfect way to go. I feel like it was a perfectly driven race in terms of he picked up on Degrassi's mistake to get the win and that was it. Despite the fact we had, I think we had at least two safety cars after safety cars after that. He retained the lead on all the restarts. I just think it was highly impressive. What did you guys make of Jake Dennis? I think he won
2: because you were singing the song in the chat before. I, I think that might be the, the Jake good Jake Dennis
1: Well, you know what? Yeah. He's
0: only ever won when I've sung the song. So maybe it is like fate. I hate to say <laughs> I'm the reason he won, but...
2: <laughs> We need you in the paddock to sing it out before every race. You'll have the championship for sure then.
0: (laughs) Jake Dennis, hire me, please. My email address is Sydney Barge. (laughs) But I I just think he's doing, I I know it's literally been one race, but I think the fact that the qualifying pace turned into solid race pace too, Is just great to see, you know, the energy management was completely there too. I don't think we really lost anyone out to energy management in the race. I think everyone was quite solid, despite the fact we've got a couple of people who haven't necessarily been in a seat for that long. Did you guys notice any energy management issues?
2: Then Degrassi Mm. was a wee bit when he was trying to defend, but for him to be able to still hold his position, well, he was like 2% down and everyone was quite good.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, you know... I was gonna say they all cross the line with zero, but they they do that basically every single race. But especially for some of the rookies like Jake Hughes, to manage to do that is really impressive.
0: I, I do think it's really impressive, particularly for Jake Hughes, because you see drivers move up from like Formula Three to Formula Two, and even then they talk about how difficult it is to manage the tires in the sport. So imagine going into a whole new, whole new sport is going into a whole new generation of cars. And energy management is basically the most important thing in the race. And he just manages to do it, like, easily. He didn't struggle at all. It's really, really incredible to see. What is... Who is that guy? He looks like... He's one of the, like, principals. And he has a really creepy-looking face. I wish I could tell you what team he drives for. Because I'm sure he's a lovely guy. But he looks like he could be the next Star Wars villain. I just feel <laughs> like he's he's from the dark side. And <laughs> is it a driver? No, it's I, it's one of the guys who sits in the garage, and it goes to him, and he's like straight Let's face see. the whole time. You know what?
1: Next time you see him, you're gonna have to show us. I'm, gonna, I'm I'll, gonna. I'll lie, tweet it on the sector <laughs>
0: one account and everything. Be like, who is this guy? Why has he not been casted in the next Star Wars yet? Because it's honestly terrifying. Every time I see him, I'm like. Please don't look at
1: me. Um, I'm going to add on to Jake Dennis. Yes, please do. Because I want to big him up. Um, I feel like I've only ever seen like two or three races ever in Formula E where they finish with like an eight-second lead. Like, that just doesn't happen in Formula E ever because all the cars are so closely matched and they all have the same attack mode. And even if you do take it, you can't necessarily just go, go off into the distance because you need to manage your energy. So for him to literally overtake Degrassi and then because if it was just Degrassi's mistake that he benefited from he would have overtaken and then stayed there but he didn't he literally pulled the gap straight away and then managed to take his attack mode and stay ahead and literally controlled all the safety car restarts and I I just think it's so impressive and I think Mitch Evans has done it once Sam Bird's done it once but barely any drivers do that because it's basically impossible (laughs)
0: It takes a certain calibre of driver. And I, I really do think that Jake Dennis has done so well because he's stuck with his team. His team know him. His relationship with Andre Lotter as well seems to be really, really strong. They seem to really be getting along. He even said in his post-race interview, like that was one of the hardest races he's ever done. He, he was like, I managed to finish with a seven second lead. He was very proud about that. You could tell <laughs> why he was saying it. And then he said how gelled his team are and how well they work together. And I think people forget about this in motorsport all the goddamn time. How important it is to be a team player and, yeah, to just thank your team all the time. It is a team sport. The driver winning a race, it is credit to the team as well as the driver. Um, Andretti have had the perfect start to their season. Porsche are going to be jumping up and down. They're going to be super-duper happy. Mahindra too with a P3, they're going to be chuffed about that. Um I think it was a really good race for a lot of people. I want to talk about who it was disappointing for, though, because Vern and Van Dorn. Van Dorn, last year's champion. Mm. Vern is a two-time champion? Yeah. So these guys are very, very good. They know Formula E. They're experienced. These two coming together as a team pairing were set to be big. Oh, look at that sun coming through. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um But it was set to be a really big deal because having these two drivers together, you know, you'd think they'd work incredibly. But they both picked up damage during the race and finished pretty low down the grid. Are you guys surprised for this or were you just anticipating it? Like, were you surprised to see such talented drivers have such a crappy race? I know Formula E this happens all the time because it's so competitive Everyone is changing every single week. Jake Dennis will probably be the back of the grid next time and Vern and Van Dorn will be P1 and P2, I'm sure. But are you surprised to see them so poor on debut?
2: I think as well, did Van Dorn not lose energy coming over around the last corner in the last lap? I'm sure he lost all his energy as well. And I think that's like wee silly mistakes that have happened in that race coming from a champion, the like defending champion almost. But maybe it's just the... Like the shakedown of the first sort of race, and it's just going to give them a wee bit of time. Might make come some more points and whatever for them.
0: Yeah, Maris,
1: what do you think? Yeah, I feel really embarrassed now because I big them up properly in the season preview <laughs> YouTube video. I was like, this is the team. They've got like two amazing drivers. Like even the team, like DS. I know they're with Penske now, but when they were DS to Cheetah, they won constructors and they won drivers really with yeah. Yeah, and they were the first ever team to get a 1 2 in Formula E. They're properly up there. So I was like, this team pairing is amazing, but obviously didn't work out with them too well. And I think the thing is, both drivers were struggling and they were both sort of on the edge of the points. So it wasn't like Mahindra where they had Degrassi P1 and Roland basically last. (laughs) So I think it might be a bit difficult for them because they haven't really seen much potential in the car yet.
0: And I feel like, like we we were saying this earlier, the positive momentum from your first race to the next race is a significant thing. And with Formula E, you do have these longer gaps in between and a driver is only as good as their last race. So it's quite, it's quite soul destroying, I think. Not not soul destroying, but li- a little bit below that when you have a, a poor performance this weekend. But formula e the reason everyone loves it not everyone the reason some people love it is because everyone should love it (laughs) exactly the reason people do love it is because of how competitive it is the people you saw at the back of the grid last week have the full potential to be at the front of the grid in the next race well that was the mexico e Prix. it was the first Prix of the season for formula e we will do some more little reviews of the races as they come but obviously the series is quite far apart so you'll have to give us time for that. Let us know who your most impressive driver of the race was. I'm going to go with Jake Dennis. These guys already said Jake Hughes and Pascal Verline. Um. so yeah, we'll see you next time with another podcast maybe it'll be us three, maybe it'll be four, you never know. <laughs> see you next week Did I record that? Yeah. yeah. Where's the recording button? Oh, fuck, no, I almost <laughs>